Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 128. I uh, hope you're doing good wherever you are and whatever time of day that you are listening uh, to this podcast. Uh, this time of year is always an interesting uh, time of year. Um, it's like a, it feels like transition. And this year in particular, um, I think has some feeling of that. And yet there's this uneasiness. And here's what I mean by um, transition. You know, Thanksgiving uh, leans in or is coming like Thanksgiving is this week uh, for us. And then uh, as you get through Thanksgiving, you're waiting for Christmas and then waiting for New Year and then launching into this brand new year. So this time of year, at least for me, feels like it speeds up. People are starting to put out Christmas lights and start planning and start thinking about, you know, the the new year and the new season. And then, you know, it seems like even nature itself is, is transitioning and changing. It's getting a little colder. The the days are a little shorter. Like this this time of year feels like uh, transition. And so the I think the thing that I've been trying to process through during this uh, season is how does transition or what do you do with transition and how do you do it well? Like, I don't want to rush through the next couple months, you know, or the, or the next few weeks, you know, into a new year. I want to slow down and I really want to start asking God, God, what is it that you are teaching me and have been teaching me in 2020? And, and I would say, I think for all of us, 2020 has been a very, very interesting year. In fact, I would say in many ways, it's exposed a lot of us. It's exposed us for what we really value. It's exposed us for what we fear. And so a part of this year, I would say, as we move into transition, which um, as we come into this season, I, I want us to reflect back. What did we learn? What is it that God has been teaching us? Have we been just surviving in 2020? Or have we been uh, really uh, sitting back and listening and learning? Why do I feel the way I feel? You know, what has God been trying to teach me? What has he been revealing to me as I've been exposed in this year? And I think as we move into transition, if we're able to reflect back on what we're learning, learned and are learning, it'll allow for us to move into a new year and a new season with that kind of perspective, with that collective learning that we've gathered over a really interesting, I, I don't know if we're going to have another 2020 uh, like this ever again. Maybe not in our lifetime. Maybe we'll have moments of it. But I think this time of year, if we're not careful, we just rush to the end of the year and go, whoa, gosh, get me out of 2020. And I think there's something to be said of just going like, no, 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 no. I want to slow down. So I would encourage you, you know, for a lot of people this week, this Thanksgiving week is a time to take a few days off, you know, slow down a little bit, eat some good food. And maybe this would be a good week to just reflect, slow down, reflect a little bit on uh, the year that we've had and maybe, maybe just be praying to God, asking him for wisdom as we start transitioning into this next uh, part of um, our lives and in the year. So 
I hope you do that. I want to say thank you to all of you uh, who are listening, all of you who continue to subscribe. Thank you so much for subscribing and also sharing. Uh, I've heard of many people saying, oh, yeah, I had a friend of me who shared one one of these, one of your podcasts with me. It was really helpful. So thanks if you do that. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it, uh, helping other people learn and grow together. Obviously, that's the goal here. We just want to take scripture and we want to learn and grow together. Uh, for all of you who continue to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Thank you so much. Uh, I just released a bunch of blog posts that are just summaries. Uh, basically, what I do if you um, uh, subscribe uh, or donate on Patreon is I, I take a I take, basically take the three podcasts that we do each week and I just write a quick blog about an overarching idea based upon the three passages. So just released a bunch of those this week. So I hope that you uh, if you are a Patreon uh, person that and you're a donor, then uh, you got those this week and you could read some of those. So. Uh, thank you so much for that. And thank you for those of you who are considering to donate. Really, really do appreciate it. It means a lot. Okay, Revelation 21.5. We went through Revelation 21.4. Just a reminder, um, reminder on the book of Revelation. Rem- the book of Revelation takes an immense amount of imagination. As you head into it, Eugene Peterson talks about uh, um, that it is a book of poetry, in the New Testament, that the that the book of Revelation is a, is like a book of poetry, and it takes in a massive amount of imagination as you go read it. And so uh, I love that about it. So if you're planning on uh, studying or reading the book of Revelation, uh, there's a couple of really great resources. Eugene Peterson obviously has been a guide uh, for me. He's got a re- book called Reverse Thunder. I talked about it in the last podcast. Uh, really, really great. And then N.T. Wright has a commenta- commentary called uh, Revelation for Everyone, or it's called the Bible for Everyone, but uh, Revelation for Everyone. It's really, really good, simple explanations as you kind of want to work through that book. So if you want to do that, those are two resources that are really, really great you can use. Okay, Revelation 21.5 says this, And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Love that passage. Um, As I was reflecting on the passage, I started thinking about the idea of making things new. And, uh, you know, for I've told you before, but um, a lot of what I have uh, done to survive over the years financially is uh, construction. And so, you know, when Patty and I were first married and all, you know, pretty much all through college, I did construction, built houses and things like that. And so every once in a while, you know, I would be on a construction site and I'd nick myself with a, a knife or, or with a hammer or get a splinter or whatever and, you know, cut myself with a saw, you know, things like that. And uh, we didn't have time. We didn't have like, I mean, back then I, we, there wasn't like a medical kit. I didn't work like on a crew where there was like medical kits or like, oh, you go to the truck and there's a medical kit there. Basically, what we would do is we'd rip off, a, cut off a piece of our T-shirt and we would wrap it around our fingers and then use some electrical tape or duct tape. And then we would do the same thing. And so as the kids started getting older, you know, and, and I would say, hey, come on, we got to make you a mandate. 
that's what we called it, a mandate. And a mandate basically was this, hey, we're going to gonna make a bandage ourselves, right, out of what we have. You know, so I've used all kinds of craziness to make mandates. So it's kind of a joke in our family that if you get cut, if you get hurt, there's a good chance that dad's going to make you a mandate. And uh, it was really funny. But the idea behind it was this. Hey, I want to keep moving forward. And the task that I'm on, and uh, but I, I've got to use with what I have. But the the whole goal is that I can fix the problem, right? There's a problem. I'm bleeding or I'm hurting, and I want to fix that problem as quickly as I can. So I make this uh, mandate. And uh, in, in trin- intrinsic in that story, in the problem with it is it's man-made. But here in Revelation, uh, what God is letting us know is like, hey, I'm in control, and I've got a plan. I've got a fix for what's happening, and I've got a promise attached to that. These words that he says, behold, I'm making all things new, is declared by a loving father that the whole of history and of scripture is speaking to. I hope you know that. As you read your Bible, this is what God is proclaiming all throughout the scriptures is that he's going to make things new. This is the whole Bible brought into focus. It's taking it, uh, it's taking it to, to God's original intent, his original plan. It's new creation, new creation. Uh, I've been reading um, this fantastic book by N.T. Wright. He wrote a biography, a biography on Paul, on the Apostle Paul. So that's why I'm like all jazzed right now on Paul because I'm reading this biography. I'm like, it's so good. It's helping me understand a lot of the first century uh, Christians. It's helping me understand Paul and why he wrote what he wrote. And he's digging in, and N.T. Wright digs in a little bit to the context in which we read these passages. So when Paul's saying certain things, he's writing it in the same way that I'm doing this podcast and I'm talking out loud as it relates to certain contextual things. We have Thanksgiving coming up this week. Uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Like we have a social unrest, political unrest right now. That's the context in which I'm doing this podcast. Well, Paul, as he's writing these letters, he's got a context too that he's speaking to. And so uh, as I've been reading through this, one of the things that popped out to me that was like so amazing was this idea that the when uh, in first century, um, as, as Paul's writing in the first century, when they talk about miracles, right? You know, n- they're talking about miracles in the context of new creation. That God is restoring what was broken, and He's making it new. It's not like this uh, kind of outside force is just like like bring. Not like that. It's that He's actually going back to the Garden of Eden, and He's creating it new. It's new creation. And I thought that was so amazing. God is making what was broken brand new. He's restoring it as a new creation. This is what God is communicating uh, through John, who's writing the book of Revelation, who had this vision from God. This is what John is seeing as a result of what God's revealing to him. And what John is communicating through God is saying, see, I'm doing that. I'm restoring all that was broken. 
I'm taking you back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis 1 and 2, where I created everything perfectly. And I said, it was good. That's what I'm doing. That's the work. I'm taking you back to the place where we walked and we talked together, where there was no hurt. There was no pain. There were no tears. There were no divisions. There were no political and social unrest. There's no pandemics. There's no cancer or divorce or division. I'm making it all new. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't your soul need to hear that right now? This year's been funky. It's been so funky. And as I talked about on the front end of this podcast, it's revealed a lot about us as a country, as a world, as individuals. But there is a God who is making all things new. That's the promise. But I would say, wait. As we marvel in the beauty of the future truth, right? This is so important. And this is what I, I, I was trying to bring out in verse four as well. As we bring out the, the beauty of this future truth, this future kind of promise that God has given to us, we have to deal with right now, right? You and I are alive right now. That's a big deal. Just give yourself a high five right now. Just right there. High five. You're alive. It's a big deal. We keep talking about this week in and week out. It's a big deal that you're alive. And we need to deal with the reality of that truth right now. What does it mean to me? You know, this is the idea of the, did Jesus just die on the cross so that we can experience life with God in heaven? Or is heaven in our presence right now? Sin is what separated us from God. And Jesus' death and resurrection opened the door for us to experience an abiding relationship here and now with the God of the universe. The real beauty of this passage is not only what is available to us in the future, but what's available to us right now. Again, I think for so many of us, we're trying to escape away to heaven when heaven's in our midst, like the newness that God has given to us, some of that's available right now. Yes, we still have tears. Yes, we still have pains and hurt. But the presence of the living God is here. We can talk with him, walk with him. That we are made right in his sight as a result of Jesus' death and resurrection. We can experience heaven on earth right now. He's making things new right now. Now, so how does he end this passage? And I think it's so important in this day and age how he ends this passage. He says, Trust all that I say. I'm trustworthy. Isn't that a beautiful thing to think about? God? Think right now, he's trustworthy. You can always trust him. So, do you trust him today? Do you trust him at his word? And will you trust him with your tomorrow? That's what we're all learning and growing and, and trying to live in light of scripture right now. Because he's saying this, trust all I say, because I'm trustworthy. And the thing I think for us to really grasp onto is this, that God is making things new today, tomorrow, and finally in eternity. So the question is this, what are you asking God to make new 
today. Slow down. Think through that today. Father God, we love you. We thank you that you love us back. That's so cool. And so we celebrate you today. We celebrate heaven on earth today as we get to talk with you. We thank you, Spirit of God, that you lead us and you guide us into all righteousness for God's namesake. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.